When creating an exit strategy, business owners can't just account for the health of their books. They also must consider the health of their brand. Financials say a lot about an organization, but public awareness can mean the difference for a company that sells and a company that sits. I've known the talented PR team at HKA for many years, and I've seen firsthand how marketplace visibility equals marketplace value. If your brand needs a boost, contact the marketing communications experts at HKA by calling 714-426-0444 or visit them online at www.hkamarcom.com. Hi, this is Bill Black from the Exacoach Radio Show. Last year, a business owner friend of mine died suddenly and tragically, and his family was unprepared. In his honor, I'm giving away 1,000 of my ebooks entitled Business Continuity Five Steps to Protect Your Family Free. All you have to do is text the word family to 44222. That's family to 44222. Don't let your family be the victim of an unplanned business. Text family to 44222 for this free information today. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen in. I have a very interesting guest for you ahead. Uh, Nat Reed of Reed Communications is joining us from Pasadena, California, right up the street here. And we're going to talk about disaster preparedness. Now, I know you're saying, okay, yeah, I'm prepared, I'm ready, but are you really ready? Let's really get into this because I, I would venture that after you listen to this interview, you're going to start saying, Maybe I should really take some time to devote to get ready for something that may happen because the consequences are huge. So, Nat, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Bill, for having me on. My pleasure. It's, a, it's always a pleasure to talk to someone who's going to tell us about how we can be better prepared for things. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and your company and what you do for, for uh, individuals. Well, my company does... Uh, uh, disaster preparedness. I was in the uh, Navy, uh, uh, Navy captain uh, for uh, uh, 23 years uh, in uh, all sorts of preparedness. Was a reserve uh, cop with uh, LAPD, and of course, that's always expecting the unexpected. And in my public relations agency, I've done crisis management for, gosh. <laughs> Uh, decades and so that's that's what leads me to help businesses uh, prepare for disaster uh, go ahead and be the the uh, senior manager of a, of a law firm or accounting firm or go ahead and make widgets and let somebody else come in and help prepare the company prepare the employees and uh, and, and get ready for what uh, in some disasters some parts of the country is an inevitable disaster. Now, of course, there's a lot of ways to prepare for a lot of different kinds of disasters in business. It could be uh, it could be a bad press that gets out. It, you know, it could be something as, as seemingly trivial, but that's not trivial to your business. It could ruin your business. And so being prepared for things like that is important. Obviously, we live in an area that has 
um, earthquakes and other types of natural disasters, and there's peace of mind in being prepared for those. So, does in in your in your work does uh, helping people uh, prepare for all kinds of disasters all kind of come together in the uh, both in communications and, and on the ground preparation? Uh, yes, of course. There there are different kinds of disasters, and there's a lot, a lot of overlap in the preparation for any kind of disaster. Uh, the f- uh, first interstate bank in 1988 had a earthquake preparedness plan. They spent over a million dollars on it. They drilled. They exercised. They didn't get an earthquake. They got a fire, a five-story fire in a high-rise in downtown L.A. that wiped out, wiped out their headquarters. But because they had that plan, because they had drilled and rehearsed it, uh, they were actually in the black the day after that unthinkable tragedy. So the the moral is to be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, now in uh there there are certain things probably some building blocks that are common to all kinds of major disasters certain preparations that are are the building blocks what are those well uh first of all is to have a plan uh think what what the what the what the disasters would be in your area whether it's hurricane or tornado or earthquake Fire, of course, is a potential everywhere, uh, as is a um, some sort of of uh, catastrophe to the to the structure that you're in. Uh, a plane crashes. Uh, there's a collapse. There's a sinkhole. All kinds of things. But the 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 first thing is to prepare. Another commonality is uh, you really ought to have somebody in your uh, in your work environment who is disaster trained and that disaster training is available throughout the country it's called CERT Community Emergency Response Team it's taught by local government and uh, I think there ought to be somebody trained in that for every 20 employees in your firm I think you ought to have somebody trained in first aid for every 10 employees in your firm so that when that unexpected disaster comes, uh, you have some help around you. That's those are great tips. So then those are good guidelines, and I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with is like, okay, yeah, we put together a plan. Maybe we've got a 20-employee company. So you, what you're saying is, well, you should probably have two people trained in first aid for you know one for every 10 employees, and one person that's really trained to deal with kind of be the the uh, the manager of of what happens during the the whole plan, and then the plan template itself are are templates available for different types of plans, or how do people go and get that information? Well, uh, I'm uh, getting back to that CERT training, Community Emergency Response Team. Uh, that's a that's a broad based program. Uh, it's four classes, five hours each. It's really easy. There's just no excuse for a manager not doing that. Five minutes ago, that manager was in charge of making widgets. And now people are coming to him saying the file cabinet fell over on Margaret and and cut off her arm and she's bleeding badly. What do we do? And 
it's a it's a local disaster. Nine one one is is not not responsive. They're they've got bigger calls than that. What do you do? Uh, you really need to think about that in advance and have people around you uh, who who are trained in that. So important because a lot of those service lines are overwhelmed at the time of a disaster, right? Well, that the nine one one responders are going to be out at the uh, elementary school where the roof fell in on 100 students. They're, they're going to be at the big ones. They're not going to be able to respond uh, to the routine kind of things that you're used to getting 911 for. So assume that you don't have 911. Assume that you don't have power. Uh, what are your alternatives? Uh, do you have a battery-powered uh, radio? Do you have... You know, flashlights. Do you have first aid kits? Do you have people who know how to use them? That's common to uh, to disaster planning anywhere. Now, does your firm help businesses prepare plans? And and obviously, you have a great number of resources you can point people to. But does your firm help in that regard, or are you uh, is Reed Communications primarily involved with the other side of a disaster, which is the CEO got caught doing something wrong, and now there's damage control from a communication standpoint. Well, we we do we do a lot of that to be sure, but uh, the, in the physical uh, physical preparedness area, what we do is come into a company and first of all do an assessment uh, of their property. How uh, if it's in earthquake country, for example. Uh, what are there bookcases that are going to fall over on people that are not bolted to the wall? Are there uh, bookcases that are full of uh, whatever books or whatever that are going to come become projectiles on earthquake or earthquake day? They need a strap in front of them. Um, are there things uh, valuable things sitting out on tables that that you could use museum putty? To affix them, is there plastic sheeting to put over the uh, computers and the uh, 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 photocopy machines and other equipment? Because in an earthquake, that sprinkler system is probably going to come on, and that's worth uh, thousands of dollars right there. We're going to look at their business continuation plan. Forty-three percent of businesses that close in a disaster never reopened, according to the Small Business uh, Administration. And another 29% above that uh, go under within two years. So there needs to be a lot of thought, a lot of thought uh, to uh, business continuation. And we, we help with that. In the case of earthquake country, we help put together an earthquake kit, the supplies for the employees who live 40 miles away, not going to be able to go home. You're the innkeeper now. And people die within a few days uh, from lack of water. Uh, so what supplies do you have for that eventuality? We help put that together. And then we rehearse and drill and hold training, and we, you know, it's a complete package. That's phenomenal. So do you do this for uh, all sizes of companies, that, all takers that, that ask you, or what? what's your uh, – if someone calls you and says, uh, Nat, we really want to 
take this project on? Uh, is there a qualifier? Well, we're we're probably not the solution for the for the uh, thousand employee firm. Those people have have people on staff, uh, and that's that's just part of their institutional management. This is for oh a um, hundred, let's say, hundred employees down, where there's not uh, a, a professional on staff with that title. Um, all the way down to to people's homes. We get uh, a, a lot of calls from people who just say, you know, I'd like for you to come out, look at my home, tell us what we need, um, put our supply locker together. Um, it's easier to to pay you to do that than it is for us to read all those books and try to figure out what we're doing on our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a great service and. Um, uh, let me ask you a question. How long should a business be prepared to hold out without utilities and civil order? I mean, what would be a, a reasonable amount of time to plan for? You know, the irreverent answer to that would be until the utilities are restored. Uh, because, you know, one never knows uh, how severe that would be. Usually, usually, I think... Uh, a week, I, I would suggest having a week's supplies. In the in the mega disasters of uh, Katrina and uh, um, Sandy and and those, there were there were uh, utilities out uh, much longer than that. But your typical disaster, the chances are, the odds are, if you're prepared for a week, um, so so I'd say a week minimum, and then whatever insurance you want to put on top of that. So this is a huge issue because, of course, we, we live in an area that could be struck by a, a major earthquake at any time, and, and other disasters can happen as well. But, uh, you know, all it would take is is uh, one freeway overpass to go down in our area, and people could get stranded many miles from home without without a good plan. They could get into a lot of trouble in a hurry, couldn't they? They could, and let me. Uh, you know, first the first thing's going to happen is they're going to run out of water, and a person people begin dying, begin dying after just a few days without water. It doesn't take that long, and you need a gallon of water per person per day, and you start multiplying that out, and uh, chances are uh, they <laughs> they don't have that kind of a supply cabinet now. Uh, you're going to want some non-perishable food there uh, for those that are likely to be there. And you need to know in advance who will be there. Uh, who is within five miles of home? They're going to, they're going to walk home. Uh, it's the people who are farther away, and uh, you, need to, you need to know that in advance and have that supply locker. Yeah, a lot of things we take for granted on a on a regular basis, on a routine basis. Now let's talk about uh, a little bit more about uh, read communications and uh, how else do you help business owners? This is a tremendous service, but how else do you uh, help business owners, Nat? Well, that's uh, that's the focus uh, right now that I'd like to put across is disaster preparedness. You know, here we're in Southern California. Although, you know, we can speak to different kinds of disasters, but the San Andreas Fault uh, has a big one 
every 150 years on average. So it's for the last 150,000 years, it's been an average of 150 years between big ones. Well, right now, as we sit here, it's been 159 years since the last one. So the, the question is not if there's going to be one or whether we ought to be prepared. It's, it's when, and the answer is yes, you should. You know, you know, Bill. We the odds of winning mega lottery. Uh, <laughs> I, the last I checked was uh, 259 million to one, and yet we're going to go out next week and buy a lottery ticket with those odds. And the odds of that earthquake are, you know, approaching uh, certainty in some uh, expected time span. And we're not going to do earthquake preparedness or disaster preparedness uh, or earthquake preparedness specifically here. And so, you know, we're uh, we're sort of missionaries on that, that you the uh, it is coming and you need to be prepared and we can help. Great points and, and something that uh, I'm, I'm sure that we all think about from time to time and then we stop thinking about it. And it's important. How often is it important? Uh, vital to readdress or revisit your plans, Matt? Well, I was, uh, you, you need to revisit the overall plan annually. And I would have uh, uh, retraining and drills every six months. So start from scratch every six months on the tr- on the training because people forget. You know, this is something that you want people to be able to do um with a fresh memory and then again supplies get old they get stale things change you get more people uh so it just start from scratch with the plan on a on a one year anniversary date well yeah but uh but actually you need i mean you you need to be addressing that all the time and uh we're calling back to ask uh to make sure that they've done it and and their new employees we want to we want to train them but uh as far as an you know, an all hands kind of thing. I think every every six months is what we recommend. Ned, how do our listeners get in touch with you, and what will they find at your website? Uh, well, they're going to reach me through this email: nat n a t at nat reed n a t r e a d dot com, and. Uh, as to the uh, as to the website, it's going to talk about a lot of other things that we do and have done in the past that aren't relevant to this conversation. So, okay. the important thing is the uh, is that email address. Okay, and so if someone wanted to email you and say, "Nat, we'd like to talk about this," um, or is what's the first step for that? It, would it be you I'd come out and do that assessment? Love to hear them. Or if they're in another part of the country, you know, give them a call. We'll, uh, we'll chat about oh, kind of what's needed and what the services are. And there's, of course, no no charge for that. Uh, but yes, we'd we'd like to hear from them and 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 give them some options and tell them what they might do now to get ready. Well, very very valuable service. You know, disaster planning is kind of like a lifeboat. Nobody really. Nobody really appreciates it until they need it. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm very happy that you're you're doing this service, and I I'm 
hope our listeners will get in touch with you and talk about, really seriously talk about uh, planning for this because there's nothing like having that plan in place when the unexpected happens. Now, thanks very much for joining us today, and I hope we can talk again in the future uh, very soon about some of the other aspects of what you do. Thanks, Bill, for having me. My pleasure. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to be right back with another guest, so please stay tuned. You're listening to one of many shows on ExitCoachRadio.com. We're interviewing advisors, authors, and thought leaders for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. If you'd like to be a guest on any of our shows, go to guest.exitcoachradio.com. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 